Listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a Final Fantasy XV series game club podcast. This is season four, episode two, covering the anime uh, Brotherhood: colon, Final Fantasy XV. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is Matt Marcus, Bill Holmes. I'm Autumn. Someone tell me about episode one. So we open up on a battle scene at night. Young Noctis is uh, getting fucked up by a daemon. It's called, was it Lamia? Or is it Yamia? Lamia is the enemy type. Sexy snake lady. Sexy snake lady yeah. with a lot of swords. Yeah, you'll fight them in the game and they're called Lamias. I think is what the base level one is called. Okay, yeah. Uh, and at that point, um, Regis, the... Is the king's name Regis? I always forget if it's named Regis because that sounds like it's ripping off the Latin word Rex for well, king. That's, that's why he's called that. Well, so like, is his title Regis or is his name Regis? His name is Regis. It's, it's both. That's so dumb. I, I, I think Regis <laughs> is actually his middle name. I'm not sure. Oh, I gotta let you know that my name is actually web developer and Chris is a nickname. Wow, oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> anyway, name, I thought your name was uh, Anonymous Blue uh, Pacific Bluefin Tuna. Thanks, Google. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so I, I see you in the document. The king rolls up and, uh, well, he fights it with his. Uh, does he kill it or does he just fight it? Like, we don't really see what happens. He yeah, just it, shows it's up. It's very, so it's it's very clear. He, he does not kill that Lamia because it is explicitly the same Lamia that yeah. they fight later. Yeah, yeah. So he, he brings out his, uh, his armature weapons. Uh, he's fighting. Uh, and also, uh, Noctis is. Like lying on the ground in a pool of blood that right next to his uh, mother, who's dead. <laughs> Spoilers. That's not his mom. That's not his mom? Who, no, who we is saw that? his mom no, died. This, this we one saw is his mom, mom. Died Kingsglaive, you dick. No, Kingsglaive, it was the. It was, uh. It was, Luna's uh. Mom. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. The you're other right. mom. Noctis's backstory is his mom got killed by some rando monster. Cool. I know. It's so. Well, oh, it's so bad. Uh, Women in the <laughs> series are just exist to be killed. Uh huh. I really think uh-huh. it's his minder, dude. Oh, uh, jeez. There's that one dragoon. No, but she's awful. I haven't met her yet. <sighs> yeah. So, like, yeah, his his mom's dead. Like, his his mom's lying there dead. She's definitely like he's obviously not dead because otherwise we don't have. Auto a game. means this character that t- has a thirty second uh, cutscene to show up to help you in battle, and it makes the battle take five times longer than it would have. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate uh so as uh, all this is happening uh noctis wakes up and he's sitting in the back of the regalia and he was dreaming about this uh memory of his and spoiler it's a memory not just a dream so gladio wakes him and uh they are on their way to a pit stop in is kaim 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 so much bad latin in here and they stop for food, and Chris has in the notes, Prompto doxes Noctis. 
Well, they didn't know it was Noctis. He's just like, hey, yo, this is your king. Well, it was it was more he used the word. He just said, hey, knocked. And the clerk is like, knocked? Hmm. Because apparently in fantasy universes, nobody can share the same name. I can't imagine it is like a super That's, common name. Yeah, to that, that is. Like, uh... Yeah, but it's one of those things. But knocked is like, you, oh, I could see that. But it's, like, it's one name. And I don't think the world's big enough to or small enough to think, oh, one person with one name, it has to be literally this person. But the thing is, they're they're also like all dressed in a very particular way and they're driving a royal car. They're not being conspicuous at all. In in the game, when you look at like the outfits that they're wearing are literally called like the Kingsguard uniform or whatever. They're yeah. not inconspicuous. Like it, it does. I think like without context, it does seem a little bit like I don't know why anybody would immediately jump to this conclusion, but like I think in universe it is probably very obvious to everybody who they are. Also, I, I, because the royal family is named things like Regis, Noctis, and Luna Freya, and everyone else is named things like Dave, Sydney, and Sid. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that, but the other my counterpoint to that is uh, this is uh, just a regular store clerk not being paid enough to actually care what their customers' clients' names are. Wait a sec, I I just thought about this, like so. You know the the lady, you know that that first uh, you're, you're trying to go to the ferry and you go to that like restaurant, you know, right before uh-huh. the docks. And right. I think the lady's name is like Coctus or something, where it's like literally like a, a that's the word for cook in Latin. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But I mean, like it's coquus with Q U U S, but like that's like they keep taking like different like conjugations of these latin words and then using them as names to describe what these people are it's so ridiculous yeah it's like how when we got married my wife changed her name from kathleen to wife <laughs> wait wait until you uh hear about noctis and how much he sleeps in the car uh, you think he'd be a night boy right like he just sleeps during the day it's up all night they reference that in this. But Do they? We'll get that share his own tweet up all night, tired all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, so they all get burgers and fries because that's what you get at a diner. And Noctis is like picking the vegetables off of his burger because he doesn't like them, and then uh, that, gives him so the gladio. This actually, like, I don't know why this, like, like so, like picking off the tomato makes sense to me. Tomatoes the best part. The tomatoes. <laughs> I don't like tomatoes much. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I like I, I'm a vegetarian, and the one, like one, one of the vegetables that I don't like, which is kind of a problem, is tomatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I just it's, have never liked them much because they're uh, bad. I don't like big chunks of raw tomato. It's gross. It depends on the tomato. Like sometimes, like a typical slice of tomato on a burger is usually pretty bad, but like. A fucking heirloom tomato is amazing. I don't, I don't care how it tastes. I don't want to chew a giant r- chunk of uncooked tomato. It feels gross. The thing okay. that was weird to me was that, like, he doesn't just pick off the tomato. He picks off the lettuce. And that seemed like, except, like, lettuce is just water. It's not, like. <laughs> it's water and cellulose. Okay. But you would think that until you get, like, Costco lettuce that tastes like dirt even after you wash it. Like, there is some bad lettuce in the world, and good lettuce does not go on the top of cheeseburgers. Often it comes out of, like, a, if you're, like, at a Red Robin, it comes out of, like, a cold bar, and it's a different temperature than the rest of your food, and Ugh. that's why I take it off. Oh, that, okay, that's bad. Do not like that. That's not good. Yeah, I, 
It's like shitty cold lettuce on hot food. Always wait, take wait. it off. The only vegetable I wind up leaving on is like uh, the red onions because that shit's real good. Wait, hold on. McDonald's did a thing about that. Oh, shit. What, what? was it called? We're talking about the, the Arch Deluxe. The Arch Deluxe where they served it to you with like the meat and bottom bun on one side and then yes. like the vegetables and the top on the other side so that you, you didn't have like hot, gross lettuce when you went to go eat it if you were waiting but to I eat it. But I want the hot, gross lettuce. I want it the same as my burger. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they made it. Temperature it, consistency. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they purposely served it separated so that the, the lettuce stayed cool and crisp. Matt, what I'm saying is I relate to this upper class gentleman. <laughs> In You're trying to find way. something, right? You're just, you know, <laughs> reaching for anything. You're reaching across the aisle. <clears throat> That's what Phil's son actually thinks about Noctis, is, oh, I relate to the plane of nobility. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, nothing. And Slack Matt said, ask your son what he thinks about Noctis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know... Uh-huh. You know, I, I do have an uncle who, like, never ate vegetables pretty much his entire life. He just doesn't like it. I don't know why he's so skinny and why he isn't, like, ha- haven't had a heart attack at this point. It's because he hasn't eaten vegetables, Matt. It's because uh, he's got that royal metabolism. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Truth be told, uh... Because uh, all they ever ate was toast in my game. <laughs> I was say, I don't need a uh, hell of a lot of veggies myself, but that's uh, more of a... I get, it actually makes me physically sick. Hmm. Which sucks. Yeah, that's not good. Nah. Speaking of vegetables, uh, Prompto gets a little too excited and sprays ketchup everywhere. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, he was doing the hit the bottom of the bottle thing, right? No, he was. He he got a little. Ignis said something about like we're going to arrive in a Kaim the next day, and then Prompto just just gets a little too excited and squeezes the bottle too hard and like pops the top off. My sweet boy. <laughs> And it's like, uh, the ketchup gets in, like, the sodas. Like, it gets everywhere. It's gross. And it's very upsetting. Did we mention that this is very ugly? It is really ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't bother to look up which uh, which company uh, made this, but it, it looks really flat. And I they, hope they didn't put their name on it. Every now and then, you just get, like, detail shot of, like, somebody having an intense emotion, and it's kind of grotesque. <laughs> Uh-huh. There's one shot in particular of Noct later on where he's like, just gonna yeah, just go for post it. this expression in chat. Like, like those, uh-huh. like those hyper realistic SpongeBob's <laughs> for shots. I forget where it is exactly. I think it's when he's charging at the Lamia in the last episode, but like, he's just like, you know, charging and he's angry and he's doing like a, and you know, an angry like a shout. He's just got like scream. an angry battle face, right? And yeah, it yeah, just yeah. looks so weird it's a weird face it feels it makes you feel vaguely uncomfortable just looking at it yeah and like the animation is super choppy like 90 percent of the time it's just you could tell it was very cheaply made they didn't even make the warp look cool no it looks like the studio was a1 pictures oh that figures they're the guys that did the persona oh they're um, the guys yep. that make the steak so no wonder their anime is bad Steak sauce is good though, and, and apparently, no, no, it's apparently not. It's online too. It's almost like these are like fifteen-minute tie-in anime webisodes, uh huh, without a huge budget behind them or something. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to buy them because who would? <laughs> God, imagine if you did pay for this. Like, even if it's like a dollar per, just totally not worth it. 
Yeah, I could watch oh. Kingsglaive like two and a half times for that kind of money. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking Kingsglaive! Oh right. my god! So tell me about uh, camp yeah. So that oh, finish your thing. I forgot. Oh no, no, that was it. Well, like, I was going to start the next bit, but uh, the felt? Imperial dropship unloads it? outside yeah, the right. diner, and they are forced to get back on the road. And now they go camping. Mm-hmm. And then they go camping. They start talking about how they. Well, they won't always be able to hang out and eat and have cup noodles, I guess. Mm. And then Noct thanks him for helping him on his journey. They grab coffee, because once again, Noct just needs to stay up all night. Mm-hmm. They go back on the road, and uh, Noct just goes back to sleep. They go back, uh, they uh, get back in the car, start driving again, and then they start giving shit to uh, Noctis because he wants to get married what a loser he's literally getting married so it's like i like it's so weird the way they try to frame this because they try to frame it like he'd be embarrassed to like this woman he's known since he was a kid and then now that they've always sort of been they were always going to get married right like even without the empire yeah like they were always going to get married so like I mean, sure, I guess he'd be a little embarrassed because it's been, like, a known quantity for a long time, and it's kind of like... But but, but it's also so. an arranged marriage yeah. from a royalty. I, I don't see why the like why they would be ripping on him for this. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but... No. It, it, it's trying to be, like, like bro banter. Like girl girls have cooties. Uh, that is kind of the stance of this game, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is cooties fatal in Final Fantasy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it works like the Doom status effect. It's just... <laughs> Asuna doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to, like, do some kind of weird special mechanic. Mm-hmm. The mechanic is labeled in uh, Steam under Manage My Game. <laughs> so the road ends up getting blocked by Imperial Magitech troopers. So they may come up with a plan, which is kill them all. Mm-hmm. They, they stop and like specifically say, we can't just charge in. We have to have a plan. And their plan is, hey, Noct, go in there and kill like half of them. <laughs> that, that's Which is yeah. unrealistic, because in the game you kill all of them but one. <laughs> no, see, what it is is they have a checklist. Like, we can't go in. We have to go to a checklist. All right, we have a plan. Now we can kill them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and surprisingly, they never go after the ships. Like, I guess the ships fly away, but, like, Noctis can, like, throw a sword at it and then warp there. And yeah, then but take out the ship. He, uh, take like it, it out how, though? Right. He doesn't, he's, he's got weapons for taking out individual soldiers, but not really, yeah. you know, boxes of metal. Like, here's, the, here's what he should do, is he should, like, warp into the ship, like, through the cargo bay, kill the pilot, and then, like go to crash the ship into the rest of the soldiers and then warp out before it lands. I'm just going to assume at this point that, that, been cool. they're, that they're drones and they're being flown by Amazon. Mm, that is a good point. I mean, they're, if it's just as lifeless as the rest of the Magic Deck Troopers, it makes sense. Not just knows that the only true crime is crimes against property. <laughs> I mean... No, so- so the oh go on like we, we actually fight real sho- soldiers we fight real soldiers right like we actually in the game right we actually kill humans 
I'm not sure about that. Uh, yeah, spoilers. The, the, okay. Well, I, it, anyway, the, I, I assume uh, at some point, but you're definitely like, I, I am. I'm only. I I finished like chapter two last night. Okay. Well, Magitech soldiers have people inside of them. Oh. Magitech oh. soldiers are made out of people. That doesn't make any. Oh wow! Yeah, why would that? But, doesn't, the, but in this, they're not. Don't worry they're, about what? it. What? Don't worry about it. Okay. In the, Think about it like Evangelion, Matt. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Like that. Like when I saw these, like Magitech armors, and uh, like these guys are just like cutting them in half and they're being strewn into pieces. It made me think of like how in the uh, the X Men. Uh, cartoon in the 90s that they always fought robots so that like Wolverine could actually do a thing without murdering people because like it'd be really gory if he just like you know put his claws like through somebody's sternum yeah like, they made in, that uh, game Logan. And it was fucking rad uh, also and Ninja the movie Turtles. also Ninja Turtles yeah so like this felt like oh we don't want to have our like good <laughs> think about our, our... Oh sorry, I was thinking about the the horror movie you could make out of Ninja Turtles, where like you you follow a small low level uh-huh. gang as they get impaled by these gross monster turtles. That kind of rules. It does rule. <laughs> Wasn't uh, that just the plot of the first movie? Green Room Two, Neo New York. <laughs> what would be great is if you just like didn't play it as that, like like let it be just like a. Just make the monster movie, right? Just make the movie about the gang getting murdered by the uh, freakish monsters with weapons. And then at the end, just like a shot of the freakish monsters. And they're just like, oh, dude, let's get a pizza. Like, You get the, you get the slow tang, <laughs> yeah. the slow jingly piano, sad, sad piano cover of the TMNT theme. Okay. <laughs> See, now, now I'm just thinking of like a home invasion, but the home is a pizza shop. That's... That's what I was thinking about. It's just like one of those one-room <laughs> horror movies where the threat is outside and people occasionally die gruesomely. <laughs> uh, the whole thing's told by a reporter named April O'Neil. Yeah, that'd be a good framing device. I like this. All right, all right. Let's stop the podcast and let's write this uh, this uh, script. Someone get... Uh, who, who the hell owns that rights anymore? I have no idea. Probably Disney. I don't know, but speaking of the Ninja Turtles, the plan is just to have Noctis murder half the soldiers. Well, I mean, it makes sense <laughs> once they do charge in, because Noctis kills about three before any of them turn their heads. Yeah, that's that's how the mm-hmm. game goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the game, at least you feel powerful. This, they just look dumb. Man, you feel way weaker in the game when you hit level 99 and realize your damage never goes above, like, 2,000. <laughs> Is there a damage cap? Like, yeah, it's nine thousand. Nine 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 nine. The only person that hits it is fucking Gladio. Really? That's weird. But they've got the like you've. They've got a button to like make it. They've got the limit break skill or whatever. Yeah. Um. Right. Usually, it's uh, it's your link attacks that usually hit the damage cap. Yeah. Uh. Okay. At any rate. They're fighting some soldiers, some uh, robots, and uh, all of a sudden the uh, snake lady gets dropped out of a ship. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Like, Noctis, like, well, starts to charge oh. it, right? I was going to say, it's exactly, it. like, you can tell it's the same one because it's got scars in its face exactly where the, uh... Oh. I just, the, uh, I just assumed posted. it was the same one because that's, that's how uh, lazy the writing is in this. 
talk to just, well, yeah, but, yeah. But, but but it does show like scars on his face from where the uh the armature okay. hit it the first time. Speaking of okay. lazy writing, episode two is literally titled Dogged Runner. That's a good pun though. <laughs> Tell me That's about it. That's a good pun. No. It's not a good pun, and I as the owner of pun.zone, I disqualify <laughs> it. Aw. is our uh, it's sort of our uh, prompto highlight backstory episode uh, it starts with uh, the boy band uh, you know driving through the woods uh, I think I think prompto is driving and there's like some dialogue about how he's like being reckless or something uh, and then he just like randomly swerves off the road and then leaps out of the car and oh there's a there's a little doggy in the road and it's uh, got its leg hurt and prompter like you know goes over to her and leans down and he bandages up its leg and then we flash back to chubby middle school prompto uh Mm -hmm. looking at all the dog pictures he's taken on his camera uh while noctis is like in the same classroom uh with uh you know his kind of posse of fangirls uh that he's not interested in uh Mm -hmm. yeah like i it took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to realize that that was Prompto because the body shape is so different. No, that's, that's yeah. I, mean, I, I think well, I, I guess we'll like. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like how how to uh, uh-huh. regard like the plot of this episode, like the backstory here for Prompto in regards of like. Uh, it's Trump's about how about Prompto is people. It's about how Prompto yeah. is dumb. It, it, it's not even. It's, <laughs> it's not even miss. that he was fat and Noctis didn't like him. Is that he read too highly into a, a, a throw off? Well, it wasn't even that. He was like he was worried that Noctis wouldn't like him, so he didn't even try. Well, he tried once, and then he fell on his face twice. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, like that's the like weird thing about it. like the weird takeaway is that the, the entire well we'll we'll get to it. So we're following middle school Prompto. He uh, goes home to his house where he appears to live alone without parents. Which is like, what? Yes. Who bought him the fast food? Who's paying the rent on this apartment? <laughs> like, it's a nice looking apartment. Uh. The next day, uh, you know, and then we kind of like, so like, we see this, we kind of set up, you know, okay, what's Prompto's uh, uh, starting point? What's the status quo? Then we jump to the next day when he goes home and he sees a, a a little puppy. I think it's like almost identical to the like it's like the same like Shiba Inu that like the same kind of like Shiba Inu that he mm-hmm. that we saw like in the present day, right? It's like a weird uh, the same model. I, I might be misremembering, but I feel you're, like it, you're not. It's just it, it, it looks similar. Why would we animate another dog? I think it was slightly different. I think it was just a palette swap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less. It was cheaper for them to animate. Mm-hmm. He finds this dog. It's it's hurt. He 
bandages it up and he takes it home and he's kind of caring for it. Uh, we see him run home uh, the next day uh, to like get try and get back to the dog and you know because he wants to take care of it. Uh, so you know he, he likes dogs. He's a dog guy and mm-hmm. he's taking care of this dog. Uh, what did he name it? He named it like Chibi. Chibi, yes. Yep. See, he named it Chibi because it's a small puppy. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's I. Fun, I I kind of wish Fletch was on this uh, podcast for this one moment because of because uh, of Sailor Moon, but I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that's that's new status quo. He's got the dog. He's running. Uh, things are looking up. But the next day he comes home again and the dog's gone. Uh, there's no dog. Uh, can't find it. He's very distraught. And then we cut to, uh, to a young Luna Freya. The dog was her dog. You know, we see the dog kind of like the, the dog is missing. We see it return to her. She's very happy to see it. They kind of like uh, they find like the the bandana that uh, Trompto bandaged with that has his name on it for some reason. And they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Prompto! This Prompto person must have helped the dog. We should get in touch with them." Blah blah blah. Uh, so then uh-huh. we see Prompto get a letter from her, kind of like saying, "Thank you for taking care of my dog." And uh, Prompto, Prompto, like takes this letter out of the envelope and the very first thing he does before he does he a joke Biden just, <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just picks it up and he <laughs> takes it just a big whiff he's just like wow this letter smells nice <laughs> he, he gave it the scranton sniff smells like three strike laws <laughs> <laughs> so uh this this nice smelling letter he reads it and it thanks him for taking care of the dog and it says oh you're you're like you know, you're, you're friends with Noctis. Please be a good friend to him. He doesn't really, like, he's a classmate of Noctis's. They're not friends. Like, they don't know each other. Uh, uh-huh. But Prompto reads this letter, and he's like, oh, a girl sent me a nice-smelling letter. Uh, I have to become Noctis's friend now, because the letter says so, and that's his motivation. And he, like, will smell this letter repeatedly throughout the episode. Ooh, uh. as, as As we get into the, like, Prompto weight loss story here, like... Uh-huh. His motivation, the way he motivates himself is he takes this letter out of the box, he has it stashed away, and he just sniffs it, which is... This is how serial killers are born. It's Uh so weird. It's like, I don't... Why? Why? It's... I don't know why smelling is, like, the most uncanny kind of gross, like, sense, but taking Uh a big sniff of something is never not super creepy. It's the second most. Taste would be the grossest. We alighted over the fact that this entire episode... And Prompto meeting Noctis happens because Prompto has scarves embroidered with his name that he uses to banish dogs. Also, also that the dog happened to be Luna's dog that was looking for Noctis. Like, what a coincidence. Because, like, there's no other connection that Prompto has to this kid other than, like, vague proximity. To be fair, that's how most friendships are born. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's true. This podcast was born, man. (laughs) <laughs> As you say, that's the only reason I'm here is vague proximity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But you know what I mean, like, they didn't have anything in common, like, and, and it becomes, like, a repeated thing that Prompto refers to himself as low class, like, he calls himself a plebe a lot. <laughs> yeah, we fucking import- Well, look who he hangs out with. Self. He hangs out- Again, monogram scarf, so poor. Uh-huh. So we cut to uh, Prompto sees Noctis in an alley, I wrote ally, uh, and tries to run up to him and trips. Noctis tries to help him up and calls him heavy, which he probably is because he's a person. 
and uh, Prompto falls again. And Prompto seems to believe that Noctis only dislikes him because he's fat, and then Prompto makes radical life changes based on one thing one rando said to him. Not just one rando, the person he has to be friends with. Oh, yeah. Because the letter said so. And also, like, you know, the ruler, the, the future ruler of uh, his sovereign nation. It smells uh, like destiny in here. I also mm-hmm. would note that, like, the thing that's weird about this is that, like, so, like, if if Noctis actually wasn't going to be friends with this guy because he was fat, that would, like, reflect really poorly on yeah. Noctis uh, and be super shitty. So they don't do that. Uh, instead, it's just a completely, like, just, like, innocuous side comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, Prompto's entire drive here is entirely unnecessary because it's pretty clear that, like, everybody is kind of, like, alienated from Noctis and not even trying to, like, engage him as a friend yeah. because he's the prince. And he would have been perfectly happy to uh, accept any, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. if Fat Prompto had been like, hey, let's, like, hang out, like, Noctis wouldn't have, like, Noctis almost certainly would have, yeah, you know? Yeah, uh, uh, right. So it, it is, like, a, a weird... Yeah, I, I agree with that, and, uh... The best part of that, though, would be uh, he would make a much different character in the game if he was still fat. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Noctis is also just aloof in general. Like, he's... It's in part because people are not relating to him as, like, a normal human being, but also he doesn't really care to relate to other people. Like, whenever we see Child Noctis in any of these scenes, he's, like, this weird, unfeeling robot. It's I think what very you bizarre. Is cool. Cool and detached. Well, I mean, <laughs> he did, you know, a little bit kind of see his mom get murdered by a snake monster and almost die. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm sure that like left a mark. Not to mention yeah. almost, also died, almost died from a childhood illness and then saw other people get killed in front of him. And... Oh yeah, he got polio. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. He got the magic uh-huh. polio. Uh-huh. What we're saying is that really like if you think about it, the, the royalty, like the 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 ruling class, like they really have things hardest, and mm-hmm. we should be more sympathetic. That is yeah. the premise of Final Fantasy Fifteen King's Glaive. <laughs> That's the premise of any story about fucking monarchs and shit. And then the show hard cuts to abs, like it just immediately goes from like chubby, like probably ten or eleven year old. Prompto, no, no, B- before right? that, before that. There's, a scene, a, there's other scenes where he's like oh, yeah, he's going out stalking. to approach Noctis, yeah. but there's like not yet. But the best one is like he's trying to hide behind a pole, but he's like sticking out from behind the pole. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, he's also uh-huh. like when he's jogging, he keeps running into that one guy jogging the other way saying hi. Well, the point of that, the point of that is that it measures progress, Matt. The first time he's like he got his hands on his knees winded. The second time he's. Uh, I know. Taking a break, it, but not winded. It's and a montage. He runs I by. get it. It's a montage. I I appreciate this like random friendly body improvement club guy who's just like, hey, fight on. Like it's a like he never really like directly encourages uh prompto, but mm-hmm. he like I don't know, it's got he he definitely seems like he's like he, he never seems to be like judging prompto for running as a fat person. He just seems to be like yeah, running is good. Let's run. Uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and that. Th- that's pretty true to life. You see a lot of people, mm-hmm. when you go running, that are, like, they'll wave to you and encourage each other. And, but I do like that Prompto goes running in the rain and, like, a mattress, the plastic a mattress comes in. It looks like one so of those. It's called a poncho. Is it? It's a poncho. Okay. Yeah, but but, but the uh, because it's clear plastic, it looks like one of those sweatsuits. It looks <laughs> that people wear to sweat harder. I mean, it definitely is sweaty in there. 
Look, all I'm saying is Prompto is ready for some water sports. But anyway, but then he does keep taking pictures of himself, and he switches out his fast food to salad. And- mm-hmm. uh, just a side thing, the the first thing he does, like, as he's, like, on this journey of uh, getting fit, is he, like, he gets his fast food, and he, like, pushes away the, the fries and the soda and just eats the burger. Uh, and I was watching with my girlfriend, she was like, yeah, okay, that's, that's, honestly, that's probably a fair decision. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you... you trying to like eat a bit healthy like that's not in terms of like efficiency and not like going too deep on the fast food and shit like it did sure that makes sense mm-hmm. i didn't quite see that part right because i when i saw that it looked like to me he pushed it like he was gonna go for the salad and then pushed the salad away but i was kind of half paying attention to that part so yeah he like he like makes a half measure of like no fries but i'm keeping the burger and that's how I got those abs, Matt. It's all yeah. that burger protein. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, they, like, it, it's such a hard cut. Like, I, I'm trying to, like, really emphasize just how much it just goes from, like, like the prompto right. that we know now from, like, this this chubby little kid. And it's just, like, I thought, like, that time cut was going to be, like, two months. And I'm going to be like, no. It's <laughs> that like makes no years. sense. It's, like, four years. Yeah, it is. Like, he, and he's he's clearly, like, much older at that point. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you can, like, they're... They're like they're all like you know in high school now. Yeah, and it, and it, the thing that frustrates me about this is that they hard cut to when they're friends already, and like they didn't even like bother to show the whole like okay, I finally got to my point. I need to start talking to Noctis. Let's start like no, no, the friendship. They did that because because he introduces himself and goes, and they're like, "Don't yeah. I know you?" I mean, I yeah. guess, yeah, but no, it's like, like it feels like at that scene, like they're so broy already. Like, like at least Prompto's, like the way he approaches it doesn't seem like a way you'd approach a stranger. He approaches it with a lot that's of confidence. Prompt, that's because Prompto doesn't have social skills. Yeah, but yeah, like, the, from the dialogue, it is clear that like this is this is the first time like Prompto's like okay, I'm finally thin enough to talk to this kid. So it is, but it is. You're right. It is like. They do kind of go like from zero to like arms over the shoulder bros uh, in like a second. It's know. like a persona s like gated by one yeah. of your stats. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like gonna go uh-huh. gonna go fold paper cranes for five hours and then become fast <laughs> friends. You must be this thin to be friends with royalty. Uh huh. It's true. Yeah. So we flash back. I hate that carnival ride. We we yeah <laughs> we we cut back to uh, the present day. And uh, Prompto finishes uh, tending the wounds of the little dog, and the dog runs into the woods, and there's a whole family of dogs there with a, you know, big, like, presumably mama dog, I guess. And uh, Noctis wakes up. Everyone gets back in the car. Noctis wakes up, and Prompto asks if asks him if he can meet uh, Luna Freya, and Noctis says, I don't see why not, and that's the end of the episode. And, like, this is a running thing that I don't understand about Prompto being so obsessed and, like, not thinking he will ever meet his, like, best friend's wife. He just wants to smell her. Yeah. Oh, God, you're right! (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no! He is fixated on meeting Luna Freya the whole time. Oh my goodness! Uh. It is. It's also like comes again at the last of it. It is. It is a weird. Like I, I kind of I, I understand why. Like what they're going for with like Prompto having sort of that, you know, that like like that consideration, that goal, because he does have this weird, like you know, he, his his backstory, like 
intersects with Luna Freya for a brief moment. Yeah. So, like, that makes a sense, but it's so weird that they're, like... And they kind of they kind of act like the idea is that Noct is gonna go, like, live with his wife and never see any of them ever mm-hmm. again. And uh, it's not... Like, I've realized, like, royalty... But still, that, that's not, like... He's the king! He can decide who he sees, whatever he wants! Yeah, like, you're... They're like his royal guard. They have like special royal guard uniforms. Like it's you, you will. Uh huh. Like, yeah, no, it, it. You will see his wife. You'll be at his wedding. It's fine. Yeah, guys. I. It, it, that's the thing that like why the writing in this like feels so bad. I was gonna say prompto relax. You pull very well with people over fifty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> uh. Who would Prompto's running mate be? A dog. It's okay, the only thing I thought of made me grimace and I decided not to say it. Don't worry about it. Arden? It's Arden, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> uh, Arden. Oh, Arden is the worst. He's like teamed up with the Dragoon Lady in the CLC, right? Yeah, I guess. Hi, y'all. Lightning Strikes Thrice and the other podcasts on the Pitch Drop Network are only possible due to support through the Patreon. That is uh, patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or goatseefund.me. Please consider going there and uh, pitching us a couple of bucks. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, you will get some uh, bonus bits for it, too. So also, please check out our other podcasts. Boku no Stop, Being Jim Davis and Magmar Sucks. All right, now back to the show. Anyway, episode three, Sword and Shield. Prompto's DLC starts with him getting pushed off a train. Does it? <laughs> like off it's the top I, of a train? <laughs> I know, I know you guys will get there, but I like so after watching this, I like I actually I pulled up some footage of specifically the Prompto DLC because I remember hearing that it was like a weird shooter or something. Well, yeah, Prompto's mechanics are that. Yeah, and I was looking at like and it is it's just Metal Gear. They just made Metal Gear. Uh it's just a Metal Gear DLC. And seeing that, I kind of, that's, I, I, I kind of picked Final Fantasy XV back up. And it was in large part because, like, watching this shit, I was like, I don't, what is this game? What are they doing? Yeah. What, what, what are they making? I don't understand what they this They definitely is. intentionally made the DLCs to all play differently for whatever reason. Yeah. I guess people, they saw some feedback saying that the game's really kind of like, you do one thing over and over again, they wanted to mix it up. Well, yeah, it's a game about positioning. It literally doesn't matter what button you hit. All that matters is you're standing in the right spot. I I do like that they, like, when they added the, like, change to party member mechanic, they, like, keep those unique mechanics Mm -hmm. for each character. Like, I I think think that's... I I appreciate that. Oh, dude, in the Royal Edition, there's a series of bosses, and at the end, you have to, like, do the last 10% of their health bar as one of your homies, and it's pretty hype. Nice. Hmm. 
All right, I'm back. Spoilers for like six months from now, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be six so, months. <laughs> episode, oh, it will be. Episode uh, three, Sword and Shield. All right. All right. So on this one, the gang is hunting for food because they needed more meat to take back to their wagon. Mm-hmm. They can only carry 250 pounds of it, though, out of like the 2,000. Yep. So, um, Imperials drop in when they're hunting mammoths, and the mammoths just kind of charge in and try to take out both both groups, the Imperials and the uh, and the brothers, brothers, the party, mm-hmm. and uh, basically they make it uh, cause a lot of chaos, and the fighting is terribly edited. Uh, Gladio and Noct get into a contest for who can, which one can kill the most. Because they're cribbing from Lord of the Rings now. Mm-hmm. And it goes flashback to Gladio and Nox sparring. Gladio keeps kicking his ass, and Nox just says, screw it, and goes to di- uh, goes and gets dinner. Like, these training sessions, like, they, they never seem like training sessions, just more of, like, let me beat up this kid because he doesn't know how to sword fight. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> having, been to, having been to basic training, that's uh-huh. exactly what it is. Oh right, <laughs> okay. Because it like it, you don't see the point where it's like here's your here's your stance, here's how you swing a sword, here's how you, here's the blocks that you can do. It's more of like come at me, and then I'm just gonna whack you in the back. Because uh, it happens like three times this episode, and then you just see like the X-ray attack of all of Noctis's vertebrae breaking. <laughs> Man, that would that'd be that's that's how he needed to get his legs fixed. <laughs> that Mortal was the polio. That's all I could think of now. <laughs> no, that, that, that's how his legs got broken. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was saying, like, yeah, he had to, like, get his, like, spine, like, curagged. So, uh, anyway, at dinner, uh, the king asks Nock about his training. Nock kind of blows it off, says, it's fine. Gladio goes home, talks to his uh, little sister, and complains about Noctis and how Noctis is kind of a stuck-up brat, which he's just being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I feel like it comes to a head in the next episode, so I'll get into it there. But like the way Noctis is genuinely characterized as kind of a, a, a just like a whiny prick, like actually is sort of interesting to me in a way. Uh, okay. Well, it just like it comes together into a coherent character, uh, but it is just like man, he is like like people kind of like joke about Final Fantasy protagonists being like you know. Just like broody, angsty whiners, like not totally is like he completely is that. Well, yeah, because most people, most teenagers are that. Noctis is literally mm-hmm. what if Lightning was a real person? <laughs> but he, it, Lightning's better. Neither than one's this. a real person. No, this is Lightning's character. She just doesn't have any real character development ever. Mm. Mm. It's like a standoffish mm. prick who is occasionally likable in a human. That's almost all JRPG uh-huh. characters. Uh-huh. Maybe JRPGs are bad, Phil. <laughs> Unless they're Dragon Quest. Let me tell you about a game called The World Ends With You. Isn't the, the lead of that uh, game kind of prickish? I've never played it. Kind of. No, he is. So, like, The World Ends With You is a game where the protagonist is absolutely, like, just like a, an yeah. asshole uh like yeah he's like 
he's just like a huge like you know he, he is like in he is an angsty moody prick but the entire like like they they know he's an angsty moody prick and they are like very deliberate about the theme of the story being no you actually can't be an angsty moody prick you have to like open up and be nice to people and make friends uh in a way that most jrpgs don't actually get there despite ostensibly being about friendship and shit What's interesting about the way Neko is an asshole is it's not passive. He's not passively an asshole like uh, Cloud or Noctis. Right. He's, like, aggressively, actively projecting that he is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just there's, there's like, there is character development there in a way that a lot of your Final Fantasy protagonists who are kind of moody pricks in the same way don't really get. Uh-huh. That one's on the list for this podcast, by the way. <laughs> I, I it's good. still want to play it's it. Genuinely, one of my favorite. I've not played that yet. I I have a sealed copy of it for DS, and I'm probably never going to open it. Hooray! Anyway, uh, Gladio uh, Gladio's still bitching about it. This thing to uh, to his sister. Yeah, Gladios is complaining to uh, his sister and says he hates him for, hates Noctis from the bottom of his heart, and then he does not want to protect him, which. Is you think her job is looking at things, and that's why she's named after a part of an eye? I thought her, her job was to just be seen. <laughs> to be fair, uh, wait, because isn't to Iris be fair, a flower? Iris is like a name a person could have. Yeah, yes, that's not that, that, that is true. <laughs> uh huh. So, um, so Gladius is called out to uh, called out of Noctis's lunch because you know guarding Noctis at lunch because Iris shows up to the door and she wanted to see Noctis. Gladius mm. says no. Iris throws a fit, and the butler goes and asks Noct anyway. The way they frame that of like the little girl going like, "Oh, you always get to see Noct. I never get to see Noct." is very weird to me. Like it doesn't. I, I, I honestly took it as not. Uh, he complained to Noctis or about Noctis so much that she wanted to go see Noctis and give her like, "Don't be mean to my brother," kind of thing. Hmm. I don't think that's no. It. She she was a bit interested in like meeting him because he's the prince, yeah. you know. Right, but the the way, just like the, the specifics about the way, like like the dialogue and the way she says it, doesn't feel like you know one of the prince's like red news uh, sister mm-hmm. like being interested in being the prince. It sounds like this weird, like it sounds like she does in fact know knocked. Uh, and wants to see him like personally, and and that and that's weird to me because that doesn't. No, this, this, this whole thing is it too much credit. This thing is too so forced. Probably like the, this whole uh-huh. this whole series. Series, yeah. <laughs> well, like, this particular yeah. like this anime. Uh, I was gonna say like this multimedia franchise, the anime, the me- movie, uh-huh. the uh-huh. yeah, it, the DLC. Yeah, yes, it's forced. We know. Yeah, especially because <laughs> what happens next is that you know. While Iris is supposed to be waiting for to, to hear whether or not she can meet with Noctis and to meet with him, she sees a cat and runs after it. And it's like, yo, priorities. <laughs> like, her name is Iris. I, she I, sees a cat. Uh, you know what? Let me let me just I'm going to say it. Uh, she has the correct priorities. That's I, I mean, that's that's the right. Decision. I would say generally, yes, because I mean, who? cares about Noctis really but like she went all the way there for Noctis and she's waiting for Noctis and then goes oh but a cat I'm just gonna chase this cat like I mean, for an hour 
That's what kids are like, Matt. I get what you're saying, but, like, there's a cat. Well, here's the thing. We don't know how long she was actually sitting in that room. Because if if I'm sitting in a room for three hours and the only thing that happens is a cat enters, yeah, that's the most interesting thing. I mean, the way it was edited, it wasn't that that long. No, I know. It wasn't, like, all day. Right. Yeah. So she chases after this cat, like, through the sewers. This could have been prevented if somebody put a TV in the waiting room. Just saying. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you chase through the sewers, not, and Noctis finds out that she's gone, starts chasing after her. Actually, he saw mm-hmm. her. No, correction, he saw her. And ran, you know, snuck away and chased after her. Were they outside the castle, or were they in some part of the castle that's, like... They were in, like, a little weird, like... Looked like a, like like a preserve. Thing. Yeah. Like, at first, I thought it was a zoo. Yeah, it kind of gets that, gives it that vibe. It could be just, like, the royal gardens... It's kind of what I thought. But yeah. I was, wasn't sure. Uh, it, it's not very clear as to what it is, because I don't know how big this palace is or what kind of property no. they have. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's not very clear. Like, the, like they don't set up a lot of, like, sense of place in any of these episodes. Right. So it is kind of, like, all over the place. But anyway, they end up uh, chasing for hours because by the time... Uh, but uh, like it, by the time starts things come to a head, it ends up being nighttime and raining, and neither Anoctis or uh, Iris actually make it back to the castle. Iris falls down a, a hill. Noctis finds her and offers to take her back. And Iris starts complaining, or not complaining, like sit, starts talking about how uh, Gladio might be uh, upset about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Gladio course makes a uh a big scene because it's you know it's, it's what big brothers would do i mean also and- also like okay his little sister shows up at, for him at work and like completely creates an entire scene with his boss right <laughs> essentially and like you know you, you you came to bother my boss, and then you came, and then you left, and then you created this whole scene. And like, I and would you got, be furious. And you got my boss lost. Uh huh. Yeah, and like, and it makes him bad at his job because he's supposed his, to be protecting his, the prince and wasn't yeah. there with the prince. Uh huh. Yeah. So, like, Gladio, like, you, you could say he overdoes it, but like, he is absolutely yeah. in the right to be furious. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it is. I know I, I was not paying much attention during this episode, actually. <laughs> but what ends up happening is uh, Iris starts to uh, like the king shows up, and Iris starts to explain. But Noctis goes uh, says it's my fault, and I took her out. Uh, I I took her for a walk, and so it gets grounded off it, which just shows a little bit of character on his part. Hmm. I mean, you knew that that's how this was going to play out, though. Like, the second you go, oh, it's going to be the girl's oh, fault. Yeah. Like, no, Nocta's going to step in. And that's going to be what wins Gladio over. Well, like, she's grounded. Uh, she can't die for him later. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Just uh, looking out for his self-interest. Uh, so when Gladio and Eris get home, uh, Iris tells Gladio the truth. And Gladio's like, oh, wow, maybe I haven't quite seen him in the same. Maybe I should look at him a little bit better. Maybe he's mm-hmm. not a complete asshole, which forged a character there. We cut back to Noctis doing some homework he was assigned because he's grounded. And Gladio says, hey, well, well come spar instead. They go sparring. Gladio thanks Noct for protecting his sister and 
mentions that he has a long way to go. They bond over the commitment to getting, you know, becoming a stronger to protect the people. Mm-hmm. And, and then a hard cut back to uh, back to the present. The competition knocked got four kills, and Gladio got four kills. And... That's a really low number. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, dude, have, did you ever think about how criminally mismanaged the Empire is? Here's a dropship that only carries four guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they had to make room for the Lamia. I guess that's true. Well, this is a different scene than that. This is uh no, no, but they have to. They always have to have enough room for one. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the Lamia holding bay can't have soldiers in it. Also, they just drop more soldiers as you level up, so everything takes exactly the same amount of time, except now you're killing 30 guys instead of four. Oh, fun. The other thing is just say, okay, Yanak got four kills, Gladio got four kills, and they summoned some uh, uh, monster to kill the rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's like 10,000 troops in that unmarked grave over there, but... This is where we summoned the giant lightning guy who picked me up. It only counts as one. Then we go to, they go back to camp, uh, neither me, and we go to episode four, Bittersweet Memories. Everyone is uh, resting in the car. Agnes is at the wheel. They're not going to get where they're going today. Prompto doesn't want to camp, so they do the worst thing of just turning around and going back to where they left from to rest in the hotel, which, unbelievably dumb, because this will be your position tomorrow. Uh-huh. Well, not, the way I read it, they actually passed through the town and then had to double back. Yeah, that, that was my read on it, but like, I don't know how far they were out of yeah, town at I, that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get the sense that they had, like, started that morning in this town. I, I think they, like... Okay. It still feels bad. It. it still feels bad to, like, drive yeah. backwards. Yeah. True, but it's still better than camping outside sometimes. True, and they get to hang out in what looks like... If, if, you've been, if you've been camping out every, like, for, like, a week, eventually you need a shower. Yeah, dude, your guys look gross after a while. Gladio calls them soft, and Prompto and Noctis head out to the city. Well, I was going to say, first Noctis uh, tries to lay down in bed and sleep. That's his, like, one thing, is he's a sleepy boy. Right. Mm-hmm. Prompto asks the lady about ice cream. Ignis is shopping for spices and buys bananas. Uh, he intends to use them for baking. Gladio asks why Ignis likes baking, and we start this episode-long flashback. Ignis was always baking uh, in the, it looks like the uh, castle kitchen. He drives with some tart- tarts that he made to an apartment that is a total disaster. Mm-hmm. He looks around and just does a very dramatic sigh. And then we see young Knox and Prompto goofing around, and uh, Prompto-, Prompto says, Your Highness, please ban exams. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, good joke. There, there's, a, there's a moment here where uh, Prompto, like, uh, tries to elbow Noctis, uh, and Noctis kind of dodges it, and 
I just I wanted them to add the like dumb like blue after him. That would have been so good. That would have been funny, yeah. actually. <laughs> it, w- which is why they didn't do it because it would have uh-huh. seen the blue bar completely fill up and he's immune to damage for a short time. <laughs> oh, and, and then he's got to like throw a sword up at like the top of a building just to you know recharge. Well, no, it's a. Uh, well, they're in school, so he throws a pen. <laughs> that would be yeah. That'd be better. Uh, actually, no. This is this is current current age, so he's not in school anymore, right? No, no, you know, no, the, this the, is the flashback. The, Sorry, I'm getting, like, yeah, is, I'm getting totally mixed up on like, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like college age. Yeah, or yeah. This is yeah. This is like Persona so, Six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the uh, disaster zone winds up being uh, Noctis's apartment. Ignis has completely cleaned it and is making dinner for Noctis when he comes back. The uh, tarts were also for him, and uh, Ignis puts on his shoes with a shoehorn before he leaves and mm. lectures him on locking his apartment door and cleaning. Uh, he gives him a brief of some kind and tells him to read it. Yo, like, pro tip, though, those super long shoehorns are awesome. I have one. Yeah, shoehorns are handy. This this is the moment where I was like, oh, yeah, no, Noct- Noct is kind of, like, just, like, a whiner. Like, he's... He's not. He's not very grateful. No, uh, for someone cleaning his disaster apartment at all. Uh-huh. I mean, that's what he. Uh, he's basically born into it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's. Pro- well, it is like. Wait, why is he living on his own though? <laughs> like, I guess that that that's the thing that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, right? Because even if it's, he's at college, like he could probably just still stay at the palace because it's not like he's going to like a different city for college. Well, he needs to he needs to like interact with the people and yeah, become the, more worldly. I think is I, the point. I, I, I mean, sure. The, sure. The, there's there, there there's a line that uh, Ignis has here that that sort of suggests this is like he wants to like prove that he is like a, an independent young man who can take care of things on his own, which is Fails why immediately. he wanted to... <laughs> yep. Yes, he wanted to go live in this apartment that he isn't cleaning and beats his butler to come fix for him. Mm-hmm. Like an independent adult. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, my first apartment, I kind of trashed, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, fair. <laughs> so, not just impromptu or at school eating his desserts, and this is when we get the dumbest backstory ever. Uh, it turns <laughs> out that Ignis has been a lifelong quest to recreate a dessert Noctis had one time at Tenebrae and can't remember literally anything about it other than how it tastes. <laughs> uh-huh. And Ignis has dedicated his life to recreating a random dessert. I mean, like, all he needed to do was, like, I guess he can't really leave Noctis, but like make a trip to Tenebrae, hit up a bunch of pastry shops, and you're done. Buy one of everything everywhere. I mean, don't they have Google? They have phones. I mean, yeah. They- Obviously not, because they couldn't just call a fucking Fiverr to clean his goddamn apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what do you think Ignis is? <gasps> Somebody else could clean my house instead of me. <laughs> This has yes, never Ignis occurred only, to me until right now. Ignis only makes five dollars. <laughs> it costs money, though, Chris. I make enough money for that. It's fine. Okay, there you go. Like Ignis is making these pastries that are like, Did by all accounts, like, pretty, like everyone who. <laughs> it's, it kind of sounded Sorry. like that, yeah. Sorry, so, so Ignis is making these pastries that, by every by any account, like uh, the the pastries are pretty good. Uh, and every single time, Noct is just like, no, that's not it. Uh-huh. 
This ain't it, Chief. I mean, this, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's the one bit where, like, Prompto go, like, he, he, like, hesitates to eat it because he works so hard to, like, become thin, which is, I guess, a decent callback. But he eats it anyway. So, we're at a meeting of advisors and uh, Regis uh, talking about the situation with the Empire. Ignis is there taking notes for Noctis. Uh, Regis asks about how Noctis doing. And Ignis just says, you know, I'm worried about his studies and dietary balance. Uh, Noctis and Prompto see uh, Regis with a cane on TV and it definitely makes Noct freak out. And uh, Regis tells us about the wall and how it crumbles with and how it goes down with him. Uh, and he tells Ignis that he leaves Noct in his care. And we see Ignis late at night sewing a button for Noctis. Uh, so Noctis uh, heads back to his apartment. And Ignis is already in there. And he had made more of these uh, little tarts. And the, the uniforms Little are tarts prepared. are called tartlets, Matt. Mm-hmm. Small tarts. And Noctis... Uh, Noctis had like um Ignis had made a point to say like hey where have you been it's dark out your exams were out at noon and it was clear that Noctis had like just gone to the arcade and and messed around instead of studying and he also didn't read any of Ignis's uh political report which is uh like hella irresponsible but you know I, it is your job. Like that's that's what you're. Yeah. Uh huh. The point of delegating is to do less work, not no work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're still supposed to read your there. security briefings and things like that. That's the point. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, like, and, and like Ignis starts giving him like sort of like reading it off to him without like actually reading it because he was there, uh, and like keeps trying to uh, like stress how important it is that Noctis knows his shit and. You know, it makes a point that, like, basically when Regis dies, you know, he's going to be no longer to summon, you know, the weapons, the armager. And Noctis sort of jumps on that and gets really mad thinking about his father dying. The father he has abs- yeah. shown absolutely no love to Uh-huh, at all. and is kind of concerned that his father doesn't love him, etc., etc. I mean, I, I think this is decent character writing in the sense of like the thing that really is important to him is not the duties of the king it's really like his relationship with his father yeah yeah and yeah like i i think that's like decent characterization it also just shows that like ignis doesn't have the same level of like emotional intelligence as he has regular intelligence and it does sort of like like i said like i think i I think for as much as we kind of like poke fun at noct for being uh such a moody prick like the characterization here tracks for me, for him specifically, uh, kind of in general, mm-hmm. like, okay, yes, it does make sense that, like, like, you know, so he he's someone who's born to, like, be the prince, mm-hmm. right? And that, uh, like, there is a bunch of, and this is, like, like we're, we're gonna kind of put aside the, like, nobly savage, uh, obligé bullshit, and, like, the kind of, at least I'm going to put that aside for the second, uh, just because, like, y- you kind of have to take it, take it on its face value, or else this just becomes like a, a discourse about how monarchs are bad, which monarchs are bad. Let's, let's just, let's just have that as our starting baseline here. But so monarchs are bad, but. But what if monarchs were good? 
you, you can see like a, a at least like a reasonable character in. This Sorry, is... I thought of the phrase "noble but good" with the, with the monarch <laughs> meaning of noble. Uh, hey, you know this is a fantasy yes, series. What, what if wh- he so, could be hold noble me, but noble like, but good? Let me give you this, like, like I know this is wild, but like, what if we had like a prince or a king or like you know like a member of royalty? And what if they were, like, noble, but they were also kind of, like, good? Uh-huh. What if they were actually just like us, except they also had a million servants and were completely unrelatable? <laughs> what if they were noble nobles? Anyway, so... <laughs> That's it, the right it reaction. kind of makes sense to me that Noctis is, like, not... Like, like watching his dad deteriorate and, like, mm-hmm. you know, still dealing with, like... Like you know, like like we said before, like you know, this even even in this anime, like in the next episode, we kind of have that flashback to, you know, Noctis as a child watching his mom get murdered by a snake monster. Like, like okay, Noct probably has some shit that nobody's really dealt with, but like nobody, nobody's really helped him engage with because like he's the prince and he has to stand up and be the, mm-hmm. and be the person who like you know does blah blah blah, and he feels like he's not up to it and he kind of responds to that pressure by sort of shutting down and trying to run away from it. And that makes sense to me as a character. Like it, it is, we do have, it's not the most original character in the world. And we do have to, again, put aside the fact that nobles are bad, but it doesn't seem out of nowhere to me that he's such a moody prick. And it tracks with like a character that you could see developing and like, be, still being endearing and having like you know something something kind of fun to him underneath that mm-hmm. moody traumatized exterior. Yeah, I, I I could see that. To me, it feels unearned. But I, so you kind of have to make a couple leaps there to give sympathy toward him as a character. But because there is like it talks about how he loves his or that he doesn't want to think about anything bad happening to his dad. But there's been so few scenes in the anime in or like in this or in the game where they actually look like they're talking as family. It's like, it's almost as if it was a caregiver in name only. Yeah. It's definitely not a well fleshed out relationship for how important it is. Right. It definitely doesn't seem like his father raised him much either. Like as far as we, as far as we see, like what? What we actually see is that he was basically raised by Ignis, and sometimes Gladio beat him up. Yeah, yeah, and like, and Prompto uh, went and talked to him that one time when he was already in like high school. Uh-huh. And after he has been stalking him and like working out real hard and smelling letters for several years. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, I gotta say, so like, like, yeah, I know. It's just like thinking back, like, man. Final Fantasy Thirteen wasn't that bad compared to this. Uh, don't don't say anything you can't regret. You, can't uh, you know what? You know what? Like I, very little of what I saw in Thirteen made me smack my head as hard as this. Except to, may, maybe to be the fair, whole. This um, isn't the game. This is true, 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 true. Yeah, but like, oh man, we gotta keep rolling here, guys. That's not true, Matt. It's all the time, fellas, that, people. The part where. Snow for so long does not know that Hope is mad at him becomes ridiculous. Did they not make a Final Fantasy 13 anime? They no, must have. not that I know. No, of. I they did. It was called Final it. Fantasy 13 too. Uh, 
Yeah, no, they uh, they made game. like uh, books. They they had a uh, their novellas, but other than that, I don't think there were any other media. Oh, like the Final Fantasy X one where uh-huh. uh, uh, she just gets blown up by a bomb disguised as a oh oh Otto. I just sent you the link uh, to the uh, post uh, Lightning Returns novella because it is wild. But I I imagine anything picking up from Lightning Returns would be. Dodge's new mom is actually the bird his dad bought for him. Oh man, is that is that where the is that where the Chocolina is yes. actually that Chocobo comes from? No, oh, that comes man. from the game. Oh no, uh, that okay. So it is canon. Yeah. Oh no, it's canon. Lightning Returns is wild, my guy. Uh huh. <laughs> oh. So after that, Gladio has a chat with Ignis and talk about how much. Noct has been skipping out on training. Mm-hmm. Ignis doesn't know what's going on. You know, like, hey, what, what's the deal with this kid? I... <laughs> Gladio does have a hoodie with the royal insignia on it, which is <laughs> very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, were the sleeves cut off too? No. That should happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's got guns, man. Yeah, uh, no, I just mean he just seems like the kind of person that would do that. That too. You know, Yeah, you have sl- a tribal sl- tat, you gotta show it off and let everyone know you're cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sleeveless hoodie that everybody ro- likes to rock. Gladio totally would have a Godsmack son on his back, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. He'd have a neck tat. With- uh-huh. So uh, Gladio tells Ignis to be a little more empathetic, considering where Noct is coming from. Ignis goes to Noct's apartment. There's veggies in the sink and a pan of burnt food. And it's obvious Noct had been studying because he's got little tabs and stuff marked on the report. Little mm-hmm. colored tabs. Mm-hmm. Noct comes in and Ignis uh, he told Ignis he tried to cook there's a funny bit here where he's like uh, how do you throw out a pan and he's like you don't need to do that yeah. <laughs> you can just wash it you know wash a pan uh huh uh huh hmm that would save so much oh, I forget these guys th- these are these are rich people they don't <laughs> yeah uh huh. But they're not so rich that they can't get some, um, you know, product placement uh, in there. Oh yeah, some delicious cup noodles. Uh huh. They have cup noodles instead. Yep. Because because uh, as Ignis says, this stuff is okay once in a while. Man, it's not even like the good brand of like instant noodles or instant ramen. I do love <laughs> that it's called cup noodles and not cup of noodles because then you just imagine cupping noodles like Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> what do you mean? It's it's a, the, that, that, that's the best brand. <laughs> Royco Cup of Nudes, man. Oh man, if like Cup Noodles was like the name of a boss in Metal Gear, yeah. No, Cup <laughs> is a Cup is the verb in the brand name Cup the Noodles. <laughs> that's like the uh, man. If they ever made like a uh, Ape Escape, like for Final Fantasy fifteen, it would have to be Cup the Noodles, right? Cup the Noodle is my. Uh... Cage the Elephant cover band. <laughs> I'll say Cup the Noodles is my favorite sexual position. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, no? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, you know, don't scald yourself with the boiling water. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you only learned that mistake twice. <laughs> twice? Scald me once, shame on you. <laughs> Scald me twice, you need more cup noodles. Uh, 
Ignis scald me twice. Bring the ice. Scald me twice. You don't. You can't. You can't. Can't scald me a second time. <laughs> yeah, because the skin's oh, my gone. Nerve endings are dead. Please stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay, we've got like an episode in a bit. Yeah, we gotta keep going. So, uh, Ignis apologizes for making you know berating Noctis, and Noctis tells him that he almost he's almost perfected the dessert. Cut to the present, and Ignis has prepared the dessert yet again. That's actually, uh, this weirdly tilted my girlfriend a bit, because she was like, why, this dude just, like, sat down and, like, made, like, nice tarts just on a whim in an unfamiliar oven. Uh, according to her, like, tarts are very delicate. Uh Yes, they are. uh, Trying to make them in an oven where you don't know what the temperature is gonna be like, uh, is a real, uh, like, Unlikely proposition. Well, not just that; it's a motel oven. Yeah, it's yeah, like a it, it, it's a motel with an oven in it, which seems like a, but that seems like a huge liability because you know somebody's probably trying to kill themselves in them, right? <laughs> right. Uh, not an electric one. Maybe but, not an uh, electric one. But this is a gas one, right? Isn't it? Ga- isn't there a gas range? We cannot talk about this oven for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it just seems like a really bad idea to have that in a in a but, hotel room. No, I've seen motels with uh, ovens in them though, but the, the uh, point I was getting at is like normally they're from the 50s, so they're like yeah. 30, 50 years old. They don't work right. They uh-huh. uh, heating's going to be inconsistent. So yeah, add that to Autumn's point about yeah. the temperatures already being uh, inconsistent. So anyway, these tarts these tarts come out of the oven. Knock eats one and says it's not quite there yet. And uh Ignis takes a bite and gives a determined look, and uh, that's pretty much cut to credits. All right, but let's go back to this oven for a second. <laughs> Ig- Ignis has probably already made the exact tart Noct had, and he just like uh-huh. doesn't quite remember the taste, so he didn't realize it. That has to be it. Anyway, speaking of ovens, The Warmth of Light, Episode 5. This episode opens where Episode 1 ended with the Lamia being dropped out of the plane in the crate. Uh, Noctis fights the Lamia while his friends fight the Magitek troopers. Uh, The squad is surprised that the Imperials are using monsters as weapons, and Noctis wonders if they are responsible for what happened the day his mother died. Ignis tells him to pull back, and as not even Regis has felled the serpent, he stands no chance in his current state, because he does not have all the royal arms, is what he means by that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Noct goes in anyway, and we cut back to the past again, somehow. Uh Uh-huh. Noctis is riding from an excursion in an Imperial motorcade, uh, when suddenly the front car explodes. Hate it when that happens. Uh Uh-huh. Malamia appears and kills everyone in the second car. It looks into the car, searching for Noctis. 
Uh, I wrote down his minder, but I guess we have decided that it's his mother. Yeah. Uh, the the first car explodes immediately after uh, knocked. Uh, complains about his dad, and I part of me wanted it to be that his, his dad dad's car. Up cars to fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. No, I see. My, my thought was that his dad was punishing him for uh, not being nice enough to him by blowing up cars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I, when I was a kid, I would have killed to see that. <laughs> like, oh sweet do it again mm-hmm. yeah and like the it like the way this uh the lamia like impales the drivers of the car is like gnarly as hell like this episode just out of nowhere just gets very violent <laughs> like it's pretty stark so his mother and him run off the lamia cuts her down and he is pinned under her body uh as the Lamia goes in for the kill, Regis shows up, and the Lamia keeps blocking the Armager until he gets a hit in, and his attacks push the Lamia back off a cliff. Regis is exhausted by the battle, but runs over to Noctis, who faints. And it's very weird that he seems to, like, not show any regard for his wife? <laughs> like, That's at all. Think it's, I don't think it's his wife, dude. I it's literally his... think it's just some, like, person sent along, like, a minder. I mean, no, we should see, probably I, just I, Google this. I'm, pr- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was his mom, but at the same time, or that, you know, you got to remember it's a royal marriage, so they obviously didn't love each other anyway. And this is a woman in Final Fantasy 15, so he knew he she was going to die. Yeah, for plot. Oh, supposedly she died while he was an infant. So yes, this is not his mother. So we've had two. Series that dealt with things that happened in the past, and neither one of them dealt with his mom dying. No, we, just we've had uh, two women, that other, him other women filling motherly roles for him dying. Yes, which should still be pretty traumatic. I know, but it's like uh, deal well, with this that one's too. Not traumatic because you're not just you can just hire another woman to die for you later. According to Zip the recruiter. Final Fantasy Wiki, quote. Noctis had a relatively usual childhood, such as being enrolled in a regular school. Yeah. And almost killed by a snake lady. And, and almost killed by a snake lady. Up. So we, we cut back to the present, and the squad keeps trying to flee, and Noctis continues to refuse him. Which, by the way, all of these fight scenes, uh, Prompto's gun looks so ineffectual. Oh, yeah. Yes, it. I, I, I was actually going to say that, and I kept forgetting. Like, it is, uh-huh. at, like... It's very funny to me, A, that Prompto's weapon is just gun, uh-huh. and B, that the gun is so worthless. Yeah, it well, just really feels like a pea he, shooter. It's like well, that no, in the game, it, too. It's because it's a flashback to the <laughs> game, and they hadn't picked up any good weapons for him yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it just it just lacks the impact that, like, you know, swinging a sword does, at least visually in the show. So. Well, it wouldn't have been so bad if they'd actually, like, made it have an impact, like, when you shoot the head of a, shot the guy in the head, it would you know, explode instead of uh-huh. just ding off it and be like, mm, and piss him off. You're telling me that this licensed anime is not as good as Sanjuro. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't get that reference. It's a movie. It's a movie. Anyway. Uh, so the Lamia knocks, knocked us off a cliff into the ocean. And as he is sinking at the bottom, he, he sees an image of his father sort of leading over him in the same way in his, uh, you know, in the past when the Lamia first attacked and he, he starts, uh, summoning the armager 
And as Lamia is looking over the cliff, Noctis warp strikes it, like, warp strikes the uh, the Lamia, like, in the chest, right? It's like, hits it right yeah. in the chest. And it cuts across his face, and uh, there's a, it knocks off a whole bunch of its arms in one go. Like, it has, like, six arms or something, and it loses at least four of them immediately. It still has at least one arm, but he still says, like, uh-huh. ah, now you look like a real snake. Yeah, you look like a regular snake. And, and of course, there's the one good line of this entire thing is, like, knocked, they uh, they asked Noct, uh, hey, are you okay? She said, like, I just needed to cool off, which which was pretty good. Oh, yes, right, right, because he, he falls... <laughs> into the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he falls into the water and, like, yes. Uh-huh. spent their entire budget on that joke. Yep. <laughs> And then uh, they continue to uh, remove its arms until uh, Noctis actually just decapitates it, just takes its head right off. Uh, And then at that point, Noct goes back to the cliff, um, having a moment to himself, and remembers uh, when he woke up in the hospital with his father there uh, after the incident with the Lamia, and the king says to him, Noct, I won't let anyone hurt you. And in the present, uh, Noctis begins to cry. And the the guy is sort of I think Ignis like stops the others from like going up to talk to him, and then we go back to the car. The they're in the car driving to Altissa, Altitia, excuse me. And Prompto wonders what they'll do when they get there. And Gladio says like, "Oh well, I guess we're going to crush the Empire. I guess that's the plan." And there's a bit more banter, and Noct decides to take a nap. And that is the end of the anime. It's worth noting that he cries because his father has died at this point. If they're going to Altissia, yeah. that is true. That is wait, uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it, it'd have to be because it was like they wouldn't be fighting the Empire otherwise. Yeah, good point because they were. It would be during the uh, the ceasefire. The ceasefire yeah. was like that day. Yeah, that actually confused me a lot uh, starting the game because I I knew that like running from the Empire was a thing, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it wasn't a thing at the start of the game and only became one at the end of uh, yeah. Act 1. So, like, I like I sort of, like, from other stuff, I knew that, like, oh, the their, like, town was blown up or whatever. Uh, I thought that it already happened at the start. Yeah. So, when it happened at the end of Chapter 1, I re- it's sort of like, oh, so that's what's okay. That's why I was so confused. Yeah. And it, it like... Might I add, like, it's such a weird pacing thing that they end episode one with this, like, huge, supposedly very personally important fight, and then they cut to present day at a different time when that's not going on. Well, it's not, it's a flashback. That's a flashback and a a flashback. Right, it's like... Well, because, like, if I understood correctly, the cutscene at the end of chapter one is, like the attack on mm-hmm. the city that's like just happened right uh yeah that, that's presented yeah. well that, that's what happens in the it's, movie yeah right okay yes uh but yeah it's, it's it's like it's like presented as a dream noct is having because like it cuts from they're like oh let's go to bed then you get that scene then you like uh-huh. see noct sitting up on bed uh, on his bed like looking oh yeah yeah despondent. oh i'm gonna have things to say about that scene when yeah. we when we do that episode i was thinking just in the anime because like in the anime he's going to fight the lamia and then it cuts to another time in the present like with like as a complete cliffhanger like without any continuity and then it comes back to it in this last fifth episode yes that that got like and there's like you can like bookend like that and like you know there there's definitely like there are ways to do it. I guess the point I would get I could have a whole thing here, but the point I would get to is that like this this is no Bacano. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, anybody else have thoughts about this? Uh, this anime? It's terrible. <laughs> this this feels a lot like what could have been like. Add in a couple more extra cutscenes, and you don't have to worry about any of this backstory stuff. But no. they had to make it a transmedia franchise. No, and like this came out again before the game came out, and it like does this really tell me anything about any of the characters that we didn't really already know from the game? They could have, but they decided not to. Yeah, they didn't do anything. Yeah, nope. it doesn't really in like like we the, the backstory we get doesn't really inform too much about them. No. Like. It makes it weirder. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, what? <sighs> it makes Prompto dumb, uh-huh. Gladio a dick, and Ignis just, like, the most misguided asshole who makes tarts every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> it makes the characters worse. He's tart boy. Like, in the game, you kind of, like, take it, like, okay, so Prompto's just, like, a kid that Noct went to school with and made friends. Like, okay, that... Like you, you buy that. You don't really need more backstory than that. Uh-huh. Uh, this gives you more backstory than that. The backstory you get doesn't really like inform that in any way. No, and, yeah, it does just make it weirder. Like nothing about the way uh, Prompto and like the, you don't even know how they relate to each other. All they know is that they become friends. I thought it was because uh, I thought the original they were thing references that Prompto was bullied because he was poor. Yeah, I don't. And I, don't I thought that's that. what they established that for some reason. I don't know why that. I mean, he does seem to continue to call himself a plebe. So, well, and they and they do make mention of that. But I, what I part of my worry or part of my why I thought is maybe, you know, maybe Noctis became friends with them because this, you know it's like hey, stood up for him when all this crap was going down. But then this backstory yeah. doesn't yeah. seems less. Well, I mean, that would like be something uh, like good and endearing that Noctis could have done. Instead of just whining all the time, so obviously they couldn't like have that be the backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's this whole thing was just a complete waste of time. Don't don't even bother. <laughs> like King's Clave at least has like interesting visuals and like it's fun to hate on, but this is just we bad. have talked about it longer <laughs> than it runs and do not recommend. Uh huh. So, do you guys have anything you want to share with the listeners? You mean like in general or? Sure. Yeah. Cup noodles. Mm-hmm. I love my girlfriend a lot. She's really sweet. But are you asking for plugs? Is that what this is? Yes. Are you plugging your girlfriend? Okay. <laughs> yes, I, I plug my girlfriend. She's very wow. good. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. It's good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Thank God Fletcher isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my Twitter is at a uh, twitter.com slash. Uh, Weird Autumn, W-Y-R-D, Autumn, one word. My Patreon is at patreon.com slash weirdautumn, uh, the same. Uh, I'm a writer. Uh, I'm currently writing a lesbian fantasy punk rock novel that will hopefully be finished uh, someday. Uh, I, I just started a new job, so like figuring out how to do that and also get writing done has been a challenge, but I'm hoping to find that balance and get back to that. Uh, cool. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what I'm up to. Same thing, Boku no stop. Yeah, I think at this point we're done with we're gonna be done with Evangelion soon if we're not already on the on the We are. Yeah, okay, we are. But we're still releasing at the time of this recording. But the uh yeah, at the time of this recording we're done but we're still doing uh the Patreon rebuilds. You know, rebuild episodes for uh Patreon people. Maybe don't watch the rebuilds. Uh 
I would say watch the rebuilds just because they're so wild. Like one for three on one of them being good movies. Well, I did say they weren't Open good. Parentheses, do not close parentheses. Watch. The <laughs> do not watch the rebuild. Uh, yeah. So, but other than that, uh, our what what's next on ours? It's Idion. It's the next one for yes. us, Chris. Cool. Space Runaway Idion, another movie about robots mm-hmm. and being sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it for me. Uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at pholmes122. Uh, I also bought the domain pun.zone, and I'll be putting something there soon. I'm not sure what yet. But... Allow visitors to your website to submit puns to you, and then you put them into a list of good puns or a list of bad puns. Eh, it's either that or a pun-focused Mastodon instance. Mm-hmm. So it's a Mastodon instance. Got it. And that's about it for now. You can listen to my other shows on the network. Magmar sucks. We stack rank Pokemon based on how interesting their lore is. And uh, listening. Oh, I was going to say listen to Lightning Strikes Thrice, but that's what you're doing. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Continue listening. To uh, it. Don't stop. Give us fucking make, money. Go to uh, goatseefund.me. Mm-hmm. I can make your uh, your list a lot easier. Uh, they're all Pokemon are equally interesting. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Uh, they're all that's terrible. all until Pokemon next... are beautiful. That's not true either. Uh, that's all until next time when we'll be talking about uh, the mechanics and generalities of Final Fantasy 15. And by the mechanics, Goodbye. we mean Cindy. Uh huh. There's being a lot of Cindy talk. Waka waka. Cindy talk. Oh, it's gonna be a long season, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me realize it's gonna be a long season. Uh huh. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.